boom. Great morning. It is a good morning. I just got back from the gym. I ate my post-workout and now we're recording a podcast. It's a good Sunday. How's your Sunday been? Yeah, I've been in meetings all day. Um, well, not all day, but like all morning. <laughs> I had a meeting before this uh, with Tom and Eck Trains. Uh, we have a weekly meeting. So I always do that before I record here. And then after that, I get to meet with Marky Mark. And um, yeah, so that's been pretty cool. Just all, during my Sundays, I usually work until about like 12 ish. Hmm. Um, doing client check-ins and stuff. And then some of my clients end up sending stuff late and, um, I end up like looking at it a little bit. I try, look, I, tr- I be trying to, to be firm about the times that I'm like, please check in before three or something. Yeah. But I get so excited to look at them even when it's late. And so I'll end up looking at it. So I have to get better at it. So athletes, if you're listening to this, please be better and I'll be better. Like, <laughs> Right. Like you have to respect your boundaries. Like, yeah. No, but I'll still get excited. Like, I'll be like, Oh, I want to see what they, <laughs> right. I want to see what they've been doing all week. And, um, so I end up doing it anyway, but I'm, I end up crossing my own boundaries when I do that. And then I make it seem like it's fine to do. So right. athletes, like, it's not fine. Don't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like get, get better, like no exceptions. <laughs> and I got to get better too. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Right, right. No, Goob U was cracking me up on the other day where he was like, send your check-ins before like 1 p.m. Like he does not take that long to take four photos. Like he was just cracking me up like with what he was saying. Well, you're talking about Mark, right? Or is that his? No, uh, Goob U. I don't know his name. I actually don't know his name. It's like Goob U. Oh, well, Mark did did the same thing when he was, it was peaking for his peak week. He was having people go before 12. Like, and honestly, not. like, I hate to be so blunt, but it's not that fucking hard. Like, take it's your check-in photos. Like, you should it's already have your sheets and stuff filled out, like, throughout the week. You should not be waiting the last minute. And send your coach your shit. Like, it takes 10 minutes in it's the morning. It's not that difficult. It's it's crazy when I get check-in sheets and they're blank. Or oh, like, I, won't che- if, I won't check in if it's they do like, that. It's, it's like, like, if you're going to waste my time, then no. Yeah, it's like, what the hell? Like, and it's like, oh, like, I didn't have time. And I'm like, no. Well, why did I, I was, and I'll just be like, well, come back when you have your check-in sheet filled out. Cause I can't, I can't fucking like, how can, how am I supposed to coach you with no info? Right. Like nothing. Like, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a hard process, even transferring like when I started doing check-in sheets and having people fill out their own stuff, mm-hmm. like that was hard, especially for lifestyle athletes, for them to adapt to, like, they were really frustrated with it. Like, um, it's, it's easy. Cause with competitive clients, like they know what it takes. Yep. They, they know, like there's like, when I get, when I give my coach a check-in, it's all about respecting his time, making yep. sure that he has everything he needs to give me the correct protocol. That's because I know that if I leave anything out, I'm doing myself a disservice. Like exactly. I am hurting myself. If I sit there and I lie about what I'm doing, or I don't mention the fact that I went off protocol if I did, or I don't, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I just think like, it's all of a, a very respectful thing because he could be like, well, I don't have enough info. So I guess I can't check in with you today. Like it right, could be like, like that. That would scare me. Like that would like that, like you would miss a week of, yeah. Not improving. Even I mean, if all, I mean, even if your protocol stayed the same, like yeah. you would miss out mentally. And like, I don't think people understand like the mental component of like being on all the yeah. time. Like it's so yeah. important. It's so, it's so important. I mean, like 
just communicate. Communication is so big. Um, yep. And part of part, I mean, checking in is part of communication. Yep. So like, you got to be good at checking in, like you got to get good at it. And so, um, yeah, I, I, the, the most successful athletes are the ones that check in right and correctly and respect the coach's time. Mm -hmm. And also understand that the more info, honest info they give, the more, the better the client can, or the better the client is served. Like, right. So we're not just trying to tell you to do more work in your check-in sheet just because, um, we're doing that because we, we care about your protocol and we care about how we progress you. And it's really Absolutely. difficult to do that when we don't have a filled in check-in sheet. This went way left. This is not what we were supposed to be talking about. Like, <laughs> but it's still important. It's, it's so still relevant. Important. It's so relevant. But our topic today is kind of talking about our first show experience. So talking oh, about sure. like the week leading up to the show, what happened on show day, what we liked, what we didn't like, what maybe we wish we would have done differently. So it's pretty much just kind of like our raw experience that we want to give pretty much like advice to new competitors who haven't been through a show or have not competed before, just to kind of help prime you if you, like I said, you've never competed. Right, right. Um, And um, yeah, so I guess we could go balls to the wall. I think something I wish I would have changed when I first got in like my first show um definitely i had people to help me so that was fine always make sure to have someone that helps you um don't go in it alone especially you mean a coach right like yeah a coach but i mean like someone to help like shave you like or like you know like stuff like Like things you don't think of like yeah you're shaving yeah yeah like i had my friend Kristen shave me like when i was in ohio she like shaved my back and um like i like those types of things, like where you're going to be, you're going to be tired more than likely. Um, so it's always good to have extra hands and extra help where you can like, obviously take your own food, pack your own stuff, but it's going to be, um, it's, it's a long weekend. It's a long like day. Like it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like a long weekend. Cause you'll, you'll get to check-ins on Friday. You'll, your show's usually on a Saturday usually. Um, and it's a whole extravaganza thing. And more than likely you're going to want to stay where you're at that Saturday as well. Um, because you're just, you will feel tired after the show. Um, my mom calls it the show hangover. Um, so you, you have to be very prepared about that. Um, it's very long. So, right. So kind of walk us through what happened during your peak week, my peak week. Um, let's see. I start usually people, well, it depends on how your coach, uh, loads you, I guess, if you're ready to peak. Well, first of all, my first show, I wasn't definitely wasn't lean enough, like definitely wasn't ready. Um, but that ends up happening a lot of times with first time competitors, um, because their body fat set points are different than what, um, what's what you, they will be in the future. So like my, my shows afterward were much better, right? My body fat set point had changed, but I also didn't know what it felt like to push yet. Um, you do your first show and you're like, Oh, like I know what I'm pushing and I'm doing what I need to do, but like, you're really not working that you don't, you don't know what working hard is until, uh, much later, um, until you've pushed the limit a couple of times. Um, but my coach, he loaded me from the beginning of the week 
Um, but I wasn't ready yet. So I ended up spilling over. I still, I still won, but I like ended up spilling over. So make sure my, my first note is make sure you're in shape. Um, make sure you are, your glycogen stores are depleted. And that if you're going to load and you're going to carb up, like you have to be in shape to do it. You can't, uh, you can't peak a, a fat body. Um, so it's just, it is what it is. Sorry if it sounds vulgar, but like you can't peak fat. So make sure that you are in shape and make sure you have a coach that is going to be very honest with you about whether or not you're in shape and not just going to put you on stage. Right. And I think Um, it's important to understand that, like, it's not that you're second guessing, guessing your coach, but you need to like ask someone who, you know, will be dead ass with you. Like, don't ask your mom, don't ask your friends who like, you know, are thinking that this is like a beach body competition. Like, Ask someone who is up there if you're ready. I think that's important because like as a first time competitor, you're probably not going to know if you're lean enough. Like you're going to like your body dysmorphia is so real. Like you're probably just going to feel fat mm-hmm. and you're not going to be like, oh, well, maybe I am fat because you could be ready. You know, you could be ready to peak properly, whether you're doing like a front load or whatever. But like as a first time competitor, like you might just not know. So I wouldn't ask someone that's your friend because they're gonna be like, oh, you're going to fucking crush it, you know, and hype you up. But like, yeah, ask a real motherfucker. Cause like, if they're going to be real with you, they might be like, yo, like you need like three, four more weeks of dieting or something like that. You know, ask people that have done this shit before. Yes. Uh, do not ask people that are not involved in bodybuilding that don't know what it's like to do a prep that have had shitty protocols in prep. Ask the people that have done it the right way that know what it's like to feel the way that they feel and how you and that will be honest with you about how you should look your first time. Like, so I'll give you an example. So my mom was a figure competitor. She flew out for my first show. She flew out to Ohio to see me. And um, my mom, I, you know, when you're ready, you don't need to cut water. Um, Cutting water is not going to pull fat off of you. Cutting water will make you look a little bit like drier, but it's not going, it's not a fat burner. Um, And so my mom had in back in her day, they would cut water, right? That was just what they did. Um, They, they didn't know what we know now. And we don't necessarily need to do that. We don't need to change much if you already are ready. Um, But she looked at me and said, you need to cut water. And I said, no, I don't, I'm not cutting water. What she really meant was you're not in shape. But I don't think she knew the difference, you know, like dead serious. Like, I don't think she knew the difference because back then that's what they would do. They would Mm -hmm. cut water. And so I was like, I'm not cutting water. Like, that's not what we do. Um, But I remember her saying that and I thought about it later and I was like, really, I was just not in shape. That's what she was saying. I don't think she wanted to say like, you're not in shape. And I don't think she thought I wasn't in shape. She just thought that, oh, she needs to cut water. Her coach isn't having her cut water. Um, So get someone, I mean, I didn't understand it there, but I understand it now. Um, so get somebody that's done that shit. Um, and she basically, she, she told me you're not tight enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's my mom telling me that, um, but she's done it before. So that you got to find people that will tell you exactly how it is. Um, so that you don't waste your time up there and that you don't like, look at, you don't, I mean, everyone improves from their first show. Like, so it's, it's really just, it's a, it's a, time to be happy and a time to like, um, to celebrate your wins. Um, but also you gotta, you gotta improve from that first one for sure. Cause you're going to look back at your first show photos and be like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. Like, I don't know anyone that isn't like, 
I don't want to say disgusted, but that, but that isn't like not proud, like just like as they get deeper into bodybuilding and they look at their first show, it's because you usually think that you're like, you look fucking awesome. Cause it's the first time that you're getting like really lean and all that shit. Right. Um, and you're like, fuck, I look awesome. And this and that. And then like you, you hit a new level, like your next show and then your next show. And you're like, damn, I didn't look that awesome. <laughs> but at the time you're so hyped because it's your first time. So like still embrace that. I'm not saying like, um, I'm, I'm not saying like, don't enjoy it because enjoy it, but understand, like, if you continue to do it, you'll make so many improvements from your first show, because there's going to be so many things that you improve within your own self and within your own prep, um, of how to get there. So exactly, exactly. So for my first peak week is Britt and I actually had the same coach. So we had the same coach before Mark and now we have Mark as our coach, which I think is always kind of special, but we had the same coach and my peak week was, I think pretty similar to hers. Like we, we water loaded, we did a front load. Um, and as it got closer to the show, he pulled down protein and increased carbs and fat a little bit more to keep kind of like the calories the same. And you know, my predicted stage weight was like 118. And for reference, you know, I'm five foot seven, five foot six and a half around there. Um, but throughout the peak week, I actually started to drop weight, which was really cool. Um, we also started to drop training a little bit. We dropped cardio, like hit was gone that week and cardio kind of tapered off from like, like a moderate intensity to just kind of like walking and stuff. But the thing that happened to my peak week is our steps, like my steps with my previous coach were, were never tracked. And so I was so addicted to exercise. I'd be training like six, sometimes seven days a week. Cause my dumb ass would be like, Oh, I'm training abs or whatever, or doing cardio, which I didn't necessarily need to do. It wasn't always programmed for me to do it, but like my steps would be like well over 20,000, even in like our, my quote unquote off season. So like in prep, you know, I'd have 35, 36,000 step days. Mm. And I just like, push. Cause I thought that's what pushing was, was just pushing that stress. And even in peak week, you know, I wouldn't be getting 36,000, but like, I'd be getting still like 20,000. And again, peak yeah. week, you should be pulling stressors, but like, I just didn't understand the whole peaking process or really balancing stress whatsoever. And I didn't really have the guidance to be like, Hey, sit your ass down and chill out. Right. Um, but the cherry on top of my first peak week is I actually had to evacuate my home because oh, wow. we were in the middle of a hurricane. So we had to flee to Columbia more inland to escape this hurricane. And so I'm literally with all of my meals, um, with my cats, with my husband, like in a hotel, just like I said, like avoiding this hurricane. So like, I'm not training in my familiar gym. I'm not doing, you know, cardio on the machines. I've been doing cardio on like you know, I didn't have a Trader Joe's. So essentially like all the food I had to get was from a different store. So like, as far as mitigating stress, I did the did best that anything. I could, but I mean, it was yeah. just fucking out of my hands at that yeah. point. Yeah. I think as far as like the peak week, I mean, you have to understand, like you are trying, it's the, that's the time where you're chilling. Like yeah. if once you hit peak week, the work is done. Right. Um, it's time to pull back cardio. I mean, you probably have, if you're ready, more than likely you've already started reversing, like you've already started reversing your calories up. That's at least that's what happened with me. Every single show of mine, I've always started reversing calories up like two or three weeks out. Um, and I started, I mean, I didn't pull cardio. My coach started pulling cardio. Um, but that's realistically like you should be ready much, much earlier than what you would, um, what you would think, because 
you want to make sure that, it, I mean, even if you have lots of time before, like you're ready, like four weeks out, you can do a mock peak week um, and see how your body um, reacts to car certain carbs um, and what it looks like afterwards or certain fats or how you're, if you're going to fat load or carb load, um, all of those things. And as far as mitigating stress, I don't think my first show, I really knew what that was. All I thought was the fact that I was pulling cardio and pulling food that are push, or pushing food back up that that was all that was there to it. But I didn't even really think like, oh, I should sleep. You know, I should, um, I should pull back on emotional stressors. I should make sure that I'm not like um, overly stimulated and stuff right. like that. I was still taking a lot of caffeine and yep. things that I shouldn't have been doing. Um, so I think like when you, when you, if you, you know, if you're going into a show for the first time, pulling back stress is not just pulling back cardio and pulling or and giving you food. Right. It's, it's getting adequate rest. It's literally staying off your feet. It's literally like, um, doing lots of other things, making sure you don't have people around you that stress you out. Like literally, like if they, if there are people around you that need you at the time, unless they're your children, you need to just tell them to leave you the fuck alone. Like, um, you need to be as let the least stressed out that you can. And you can't, you also can't allow yourself to get riled up when things don't go your way, because honestly, like, what is the perfect peak week? What is the perfect show? Right? Like, I, I started getting really uh, angry, I think, because my tanning, my tanning wasn't going the right way. And yeah. it's like, calm the fuck down. Like if I now that I look back, like I really, really, really stressed myself out over this tan that I because my my skin, um, my skin is I, I don't know what it's called, but my my family has a a genetic thing. It's called like Verta Verta something. It's like it comes in and out. It makes some of my skin uh, blotchy sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and so um, I have to really take care of my skin before um, I get tanned. And I didn't know that, like my first show, like I didn't know that the tan and my skin cells like didn't go like. And so mm. I was really, really upset. And I mean, like upset for hours, like. And obviously like you're dieting, obviously you're not happy, like in general, but, um, I really wish I would have looked at that situation and been like, you can't change it. Um, so why are you getting really riled up over this? Um, and thought about the fact that I needed to pull back on stress and thought about the fact that I needed to chill out. Um, and that was more so important than the 10, not working out the way that I wanted it to. So if things don't go your way during your peak week or your, your first show, like do not stress yourself out more by stressing. Right. Um, just let it be. There's things that there's going to be things that you can control and that you can't control. And you're not going to be completely right. Your first show, like your first show, you're going to make mistakes. Yep. So it's okay. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Luckily for me, show day was much more chill. Like, obviously I was nervous because it was my first time. And my coach wasn't with me because, you know, he was in Ohio. I was in South Carolina. So like, obviously you're doing like the check-ins and photos and stuff like that. But for the most part, like the show was so small and like, there weren't a lot of competitors because, you know, people were kind of pulling out to the hurricane. And so the, you know, the show promoter at the athlete check-in was like, we're going to give you guys as much time on stage as like possible, because like, there just weren't a lot of athletes and, you know, they just wanted everyone to have fun, which I thought was really, really cool. 
Um, I think even Phil Heath was there randomly, I think, or maybe that was my other show. I don't remember, but like a big name bodybuilder was there too. So that was kind of fun how they like have like guest posers and stuff like that. Um, but you know, it went as smoothly as humanly possible. Like the tan was, went really well. Like the girl that was doing my hair and makeup, like, I think she did a phenomenal job, but I think the biggest thing that I regretted from show day is the fact that I drank caffeine. Like I had coffee. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I understand the appeal of caffeine to like wake you up, but like chances are on show day, like you probably didn't sleep that great anyway. So I'm sure nerves yeah. are setting in. It's your first show. Like yeah. you're in a hotel. Like there are so many things working against you in quality sleep. And so you're like, oh, well, I'm also a zombie. You know, I was abusing caffeine at that point. Like I had well over like probably one and a half grams a day, which is a lot of fucking yeah. caffeine. Yeah. Um, so I had coffee and of course, like yeah, it makes you feel good in the morning and you're like getting your steps in or whatever it is you're doing. Um, I was getting my steps in cause I wasn't, again, I didn't understand to have my feet up and just mm-hmm. chill the fuck out. But you know, when that came to actually presenting myself, like, oh man, it looked like I was having a seizure almost. Like I was just like, my body could not chill out mm-hmm. and it was just stressful as hell because it's like, yeah, I practiced posing, you know, I had a posing coach and what, and what have you, but like, you know, your nerves are on a thousand percent, you have yeah. caffeine in you and you just like have the shakes, man. Like yeah. you can tell yourself to calm the fuck down all you want to, but you're still like, <laughs> yeah, like just up there. Like I said, seizing, but it was, it was good. Like, you know, I did well for my first show. They weren't big classes. I think I was the only person in like my true novice and novice class. So like got first place, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, like it was a good experience. Um, the only thing I wish I would have again done differently on that day is not had the caffeine, um, and just chilled out and just like had my feet up. Like Eric was backstage, you know, we were talking or whatever, but like, I was just still under the impression that like, you need to push because I was not told to back off. I also, yeah, I think that for me, like even just not letting my emotions like get to me, Mm -hmm. um, was a big thing. Um, cause I'm already pretty emotional. Like, right. Just so everyone knows, Brit is pretty emotional. Brittany is, Brittany is an emotional person. Like Brittany is a crier. Um, and, and I, um, I can't handle like just abnormal stuff. Like, so like just being in that state, um, really puts, puts it out of me, but, um, something else, like I, just edit that out. Just edit this out. Okay. He's <laughs> um, going ham. We're, we're going to pause right here. Sorry, because can you hear that? The microwave? Okay, we're going to pause right here. <laughs> we're going to have to edit this out. I'm sorry. <laughs> so fine. Getting some food. Oh, it's my sister. What's she eating? Ask her. Oatmeal. Oh. Healthy. I thought oatmeal. <laughs> Dude, it's so bad. I call my cream of rice my oatmeal. It's like so dumb. I just, have you tried the, um, the bowl of games thing? Okay. So here's the deal. Okay. (laughs) I spend so much fucking money on Morphogen that like when I saw the price of like the sauces and like the serving quantity of bowl of games, I was like, I can't justify it right now. Like I'm in the middle of doing job interviews and I'm pretty sure I'm going to get either one of these jobs, in which case I don't mind being a bit more frivolous, but like, 
I can't justify the cost. I'm sure it tastes like sex on the beach, but mm-hmm. I can't justify the cost. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to, I just bought a shit ton of pride foods, um, cream of rice because yeah. I've been having issues with, uh, regular rice, like just Jasmine rice. Um, for some reason, I don't know what's going on with it, but it really bothers my stomach when I have it post-workout now. So I've been doing like English muffins, or like slower volume foods. I think it might just be the food volume of it. I know rice isn't, I know rice isn't necessarily voluminous, but I mean, or yeah, I don't, I don't think it is like compared to other carb sources, but for some reason, if you're eating 300 grams of Jasmine rice, that's still a fuck ton of rice versus like English muffins or like little. Yeah. (laughs) So I've been doing like lower food volume stuff. And so I get tired of it. So I'm like, what if I could just eat a bunch of cream of rice? Well, if I use the uncle Ben's one it's too much iron, um, it's going to fuck up my stomach. So I got the pride food so I can eat it pre and post because yeah. if I eat it pre and post, it's going to be like 60 grams each. Right. Yeah. But anyway, I use uh, true nutrition's cream of oh, okay. rice because yeah. it's cheaper and I get to customize the flavors a lot better, but not all the flavors are like banger, but is it like, there's, there's not iron in it, like a bunch of iron. That's good. Yeah. So all right. Well, back anyway, to- unpause. unpause. <laughs> so, you know, for my first show, I wish that, okay. So we, we by no means like shouldn't cut water, but I think that I should have pulled back on it. I think, but my coach didn't tell me any of that. He didn't tell me like you are watery and you're not in shape and you shouldn't be still pounding a lot of water because my first two shows with him, like my stomach was like, I couldn't control my stomach because right. uh, I had so much water in me. And so that's where like, you might want to consider food volume um, or like how much is in your stomach to control your midsection. Um, not, not saying don't eat, not saying don't, um, that, not saying to dry out or to cut water, but you have to have control of your midsection. And right. I remember feeling very uncomfortable, both of my first shows up on stage, trying to control my midsection. Um, right. but he, he was just like, no, don't cut water. Just drink the same amount that you normally do. Well, that wasn't working for me personally, might've worked for his other athletes, but it did not work for me. Like, right. and, but you uh, also have to take into consideration the importance of race. Cause like you're half black and like, Yes, thank you. Yeah, so you much. like you oh have to like understand so that like picking someone who is like mostly white versus someone who is like half black or all black like oh you have to understand like like it's not racist but you have to take into consideration race differences. You, thank you. have to. Okay, so okay, so and I was going to get to that. No, I was just going to get to that because I remember telling I was dating someone at the time who was also on that team. And our and he's black and I remember telling him like, "Yeah, I think that there is a problem because we're like the only black ones on the team, like, or, and like, at least from what I, at the time, like, that's the only people I was like interacting with that were also competing or he was. Yeah. And, um, I was, and so we had asked some of the other teammates like that are also black. I was like, we're like, Hey, like, what do you do about his, this water thing? Because he tell us to water load and we look sh- like shit on stage. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, we don't, we don't listen to his protocol. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like oh. what? Because I'm the type that listens to everything that mm-hmm. their their coach tells them to to do, and so um, they were like, yeah, we don't we don't follow it. We start pulling our water, and this so this was a whole like it was crazy. It was so funny. Um, and so what did I do my last show? I I didn't start pulling my I didn't really pull it. I would say I just limited it. 
And I didn't have a certain amount on stage or like before I was getting on stage, bro, my physique was completely different. It was completely different. And so race is so important. So I am half black um, and I am, I'm not white. I like, so my, the way I hold water and the way that that's one of the reasons why even in the off season, like, it seems like, like I, I'm just not as lean as well. Cause like my glycogen stores get really, really full. And the, the film over the skin for me is really, it's very clear. Um, but once I start pulling down it, I, I have to dig really far, really hard to get glycogen stores to, to, to leave. Um, and so, yeah, so just keep that into consideration as well. If it's your first show, like you are going to be different than every other athlete. So don't have like if you have a coach that is doing the same thing with you as he is, as they are with other athletes, there's a problem mm-hmm. um, because you right. are completely different. Right. I mean, like it's a known fact, like we have studies on this, that like African-Americans like have lower ad- aldosterone compared to whites and even like Hispanics and Asians, like they just do, which is why like there's an issue with like, they, they tend to be more prone to things like blood pressure. Like that's just something coaches have to take into consideration when peaking and even keeping their athletes healthy in the off season. That's why proper supplementation is really important as well. And yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just get a coach that, um, that treats you like an individual, like, just get one of those. Like, and it's also important, like, to be honest about this. So like when it's time for me to get back into a prep, I'll be telling Mark, like, Hey, this is where, these are the things that I'm, I messed up on and things in the past that have happened. So I'm just letting you know. So for when you peak or when you do your thing, like, this is what I've noticed. Um, and this is what happens to me. And right. so he knows, right. Like, cause who, you never know, like what type of, um, demographic, what type of demographic that that coach is used to working with. Um, for sure. So, yeah. It's important to do that. For sure. So let's go into some advice that we'd want to give to new competitors. And I think my number one advice and one of the main things I regret, and I try not to regret too many things, right? Because like yeah, your first okay. show is you're, you're learning and it's, it's your first fucking show. But like what I wish I would have done differently is I wish I would have actually had a proper off season. I wish yeah. I would have had a coach that yeah. was honest with me, brutally honest with me to the point yeah. where it probably would have hurt my feelings where it's like, you're not ready to yeah. compete. Like people don't understand the financial cost, the emotional cost, the physical cost of competing. They just see bronzed, glossy, glam, heels, posing suit, stage shots. And if you're one of those that like hoards donuts and cookies and cakes and shit post stage, you're like, oh my gosh, you're so, you know, fucking lean. And you're eating like, you know, a thousand calorie post show brownie. Oh, I want to do that but they don't take into consideration the financial cost of competing, which we're talking thousands upon thousands, depending upon how you do it. Mm-hmm. And again, the emotional, the mental and physical cost of your mental health, because that's going to get fucked up mm-hmm. your physical health. That's going to deteriorate because spoiler alert, your body doesn't like to be yeah. 12%, 10% or even leaner. If you're in a bigger division, body fat doesn't like it. And then also the, you know, the strains on your relationships, like they're going to suffer because you're just not going to be yourself. So I like, lost, I lost a lot of people during that time. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. know, I didn't know what was going to happen to my psyche. I didn't, um, I didn't know, I didn't have anyone to tell me like, yo, like you're tripping. Um, until much later when I got out of my diet 
And um, I was like, damn, like that really wasn't that big of a deal. So as you mature as a competitor, you'll find that at first you might be a little bit of an asshole unless you listen to this and you're like, okay, I won't be an asshole. <laughs> like, right. but if nobody's there to tell you that you're like, you're having, you're, you're very moody or like you're, you can tell that the diet's getting to you. Um, it's not until later that you're able to say, this is the diet, I'm sorry, or this is the diet. And I just need some time on my own. Um, because your first time you just think that it's still, it's normal life. Like you think you're like, you're super dedicated and you're super into it. And, um, you almost don't care. You're almost like, no, I don't, I don't even care. Like this is the, the goal becomes so important to you. And, um, I remember people told me that was going to happen, but I didn't think that it was going to happen. It was going to happen to the point where like I was losing friends and like there's friends that I haven't talked to since my first prep. And I'm like, damn, like it sucks because I look like shit there. Like it sucks because like, you know, it sucks because it really wasn't that a huge deal. And and now if I were to prep and to talk to them again and be deep in prep, I'd be able to tell them now and be very conscious and say, Hey, like I do feel a little moody. I'm sorry. Like, you know, just let me do my thing. And then, you know, I got, I got you, but, um, yeah, that's a great point because it strains your relationships. If you're in a relationship, it will, it will, there is no, like it, it might, it will strain it. It, it'll, um, you become a little bit, you, you kind of don't have a personality at least, at least towards the end, um, because you're depleted and you're dieting and uh, you haven't ate as much as you need to for a very long time. And you're probably on a lot of cardio. And so, yes, your personality will change. It doesn't, I don't care what anyone says to you. If they say like, oh, it'll only change if you let it, you literally don't know. You literally, it's, it's so um, ingrained and it's, it becomes part of your reality and your only focus that you literally don't know what's happening. Um, But other people can tell. Um, And so you have to be, you have to really self-assess and reflect a lot. I would, I like for your mental health journal a lot Um, and ask your friends and ask your partner, like if you have one, like what could you do to be like a little bit better to them during that time and communicate that because you have to know that there's something different about you because they know. Right. So, right. And also something that like, isn't usually talked about is like when you're dieting and you're just hungry and you're just overly tired, like you're going to have no sex drive. Like you have to be prepared yeah. for that. And like your spouse or your significant other needs to know that like, sex is like the last thing on your mind because you know as a woman chances are like again I'm not there's like no concrete evidence but I would say like 85% of women maybe more lose their menstrual cycle there are some women that have their menstrual cycle on show day it's amazing that their body's like that resilient exactly that resilient but most of us I mean like shit I think I lost my cycle like two months into dieting month and a half into dieting like it was pretty quick so like you just have to understand that like your body is not primed for baby making right now. And so, you know, your sex hormones are going to be downregulated. Like you just, you don't want to be touched. You're not going to be wanting to touch them because you're not going to have the energy to touch them, whether it's, you know, sexual or not. So like, you just guys need to have a discussion because like that can really hurt your relationships. If you're just not having that open dialect with one another. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, there's, prep shouldn't be a type, uh, a reason to lose people. So mm-hmm. I mean, like, um, I look back at that and I'm like, that was really stupid, but again, like I didn't know at the time. And so this, that's the point of this podcast is to let you know, like some of the things that actually do happen. We're not trying to make prep sound like it's hell. Cause it's not, there are mm-hmm. definitely like 
awesome things that happen during prep, especially like self-reflection and finding like who you are when things get like tougher and uh, how far you can push. Like it, it shows a lot about your character, um, but definitely like it's not all daisies and flowers. Um, it's there's a point where it does get hard and there are ugly parts of prep. Um, and just be prepared for those because when people aren't honest with you about it, it might feel like it's not supposed to, you, you shouldn't feel that way. Um, and in reality, like, yeah, your energy levels are going to go down. Like in reality, yeah. Like you have to think like you're dieting, you're doing lots of cardio, you're training hard. Like in reality, you're going to strain a lot of things. And, um, we're just here to be honest with you about it. Cause right. I, I always, it's funny because I always see people on social media that are like, well, nobody told me that it was going to be like, <laughs> yes, we told you. We, we told, told you. You should listen. You should just listen. <laughs> like, right. Nobody think- told me that my reverse would be this hard. Yes, the fuck we did. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that is a whole nother podcast reversing. But I think a huge takeaway is like, it's going to be difficult, but and here's the big, but prep is hard, but remember you chose this. So that does not give you permission to be an absolute dick to people who love you. Like you need to take ownership for your actions mm-hmm. and you can be honest with them. Be like, Hey, mentally I'm struggling. Like I'm having a bad body dysmorphia day. I feel fat. Like, can you just support me? But that does not give you permission to just be mean. Mm-hmm. Like do not use bodybuilding. Do not use prep. Don't use off season. Don't use any component of this sport because this sport, mm-mm, no, no. You need to take ownership for your actions. You need to be an adult and understand that you can walk away at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's it's definitely you have to think of it like this. Like there's people like you, if you're in prep, who are complaining about um, how little you get, how little you get to eat or how tired you are or whatever. Right. Um And then there's people in different countries where like, if they're hungry, they like in America, like Tony told told me, Tony told me about this story about someone that told him like this guy, he's from Haiti. And he was like, well, in America, when you're hungry, you just go get food. You just go, you go to the store and you get food. Like, right. Well, in Haiti, if you're hungry, you're just hungry. Right. You just stay there. You just deal with it. And I'm not saying like in prep, just deal with it, but understand that you have two, you, there's two different situations right there. That is two different lifestyles. That person wishes they could have even like, I know that you don't have that much food, but imagine people that have nothing at all, you know? And so, and, and they don't get to choose that. That is their situation. Um, and so, um, just be, be like grateful for the process that you're in because you get to do bodybuilding. Like, um, in, in bodybuilding, you, you get to do it. You have to have the means to do it. You have to have the financials to do it and the mindset to do it and all of these things. And if you have the right conditions to do it, then you can do it. But most people actually like, don't, I mean, even in our country, even in America, like most people don't like most people have jobs that they, they, they couldn't keep up with bodybuilding. Right. Like, so think of the fact that you can even keep up with it um, and that you, you, you did choose it and to 
be grateful for the process that you're being put through um, so that you can reach this goal that you have, because ultimately it's a goal that you have. It's not your coach that wants you to do it or your family that wants you to do it or your friends. Like if you do any of this because someone else told you to do it, it's not for you. Mm -mm. So, um, yeah, remember that it's it's a privilege to do bodybuilding um, and you have to have so many conditions to make it go right. Um, So, yeah. Absolutely. I think it's what Chris Bum said. It's one of his like taglines that says pressure is a privilege. Yeah. Like that is powerful. Yeah. So sure. powerful. Yeah. But yeah, guys, that's our, our advice to you. That's kind of like <laughs> recapping our first show experiences. Um, are we going to talk about the Olympia? Cause that was pretty, I don't know if I agree with their, their Mr. Olympia, like. Okay. Here's it. Are you talking about open? Are you talking about the yes. open? Okay. So here's the thing. Is that um, I'll I'll give you to you candidly. My top three were um, Curry. Yep. Remy. Yep. Not because not because I like Remy's body, but because Remy is Remy. Yep. And uh, Hottie. Hottie. Right. Yeah. Those are mine. Um, so she already knew what I was going to say. And Hottie. Yep. <laughs> um, Nick. I think Nick should have been fourth. I think Hunter shouldn't have been in the top th- five. And. <laughs> this is going to hurt. I don't, I really, this is just my opinion. Um, so please don't, please don't hurt me for saying bad things about Hunter and I'm not saying bad things about him. Um, but I think he should have, he shouldn't have been in the top five. Um, I think the fact that Bonac was off threw people off, um, because he should have been in the top five, but he was completely off. He missed the mark. Um, and, I think Hadi should have, I, I, I mean, everyone was looking at Hadi, especially, right. especially prejudging. I mean, that man looked crisp. He was crispy. Um, but obviously big Rami is, he's huge. And right. it's really hard to beat that. And then Brandon, amazing conditioning, um, amazing posing, amazing shape, just the legs, the legs, like he, he, if he were to just bring those up, he would look even more complete and he would be able to, I think his shape would over, would knock out Remy. Um, but right. I think that the quads and the, the legs just need to be um, developed a little bit more, but he's a little older. So I don't know how, how much further he can go. Right. I really did like Curry's presentation. I really, I had Curry as first because I, I, this is where it's like, I would not be a good bodybuilding judge. Not that anyone cares about my opinion, but like I still like the idea of having some symmetry and having better ratios and like big Rami is oh, yeah. big. Yeah. Like he, he brought some conditioning. I just don't think he was as good as last year, mm-hmm. you know, which is why like I had Brandon ahead of him, but at the end of the day, like, you know, he's still big Rami, but I think hottie, I feel like hottie always gets like, yeah, he never really left, left out of yeah. like the, the call outs again. Like everyone was looking at hottie except like the judges and then yeah, it was, that man, <sighs> it was crazy. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, he's a people's champ or whatever, but he's a people's champ because it's like, yo, like, give that man the award. Like, it's like, yo, like, help him at least second. Like, so, um, but no, I agree. Like, I personally wanted Brandon to win, yeah. but I just know, I know the minds of the judges and they're going to pick, I mean, it's bodybuilding um, and Rami is just huge. In the, right. in pre-judging, Rami didn't, I thought uh, if he didn't come in better, I said, I told Tony, I was like, Brandon will knock him out if he doesn't come in better for, for finals. And then mm-hmm. he did come in better for finals. You could see a lot more detail in his legs. Cause in prejudging, like you couldn't see um, a lot of detail in the midsection, his legs. And then even his back looks pretty like smooth. Yeah. Um, 
but finals, he looked a lot better. And so that's, that's probably what did it. If he didn't come in better, I think Brandon would have, would have knocked him out, but no. And then as far as Hunter, um, I just feel like the vibe between top five, like if you look at the way that the other four were posing, they weren't huffing and puffing. They were making it seem easy. Even Nick Walker, although he's technically a rookie, um, he was flawless in his posing. He wasn't sweating. He wasn't huffing and puffing. He was being worked, but I mean, he holds his poses beautifully. Um, and he's huge. He's a huge, he's a big boy. Um, and I felt like just the, I don't want to say professionalism, but you could see there who was new and it, and I mean, although Nick was new, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, as worked and as watery as, um, as Hunter was. Um, Hunter was like sweating a lot and he like, even in the pre-judging, it was like, he was like wiping himself off, like wiping himself off on stage. The rest of the guys were being worked. And yes, you could see like when they were starting to lose water, um, because they were sweating a little bit, but it, Mm. it almost helped their, their look. Um, and Hunter was just, it looked like it was, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't want to, I I'm not trying to like talk the most shit, but like, I don't, I just don't think that him in particular, I don't think that he was supposed to be in the top five. Right. But yeah. uh, the other four, like, I was like, yeah, okay. It makes sense. Um, I wish Brandon would have taken that though. I really yeah, do. Cause too. I just, I like the way he represents Mr. Olympia. Yep. Um, like when he was Mr. Olympia, he was doing seminars, going to schools, uh, doing drives, Um, on top of that, he's a family man. He would even, uh, show him bringing his boys to school. Mm -hmm. And he like, I just love the way he represented Mr. Olympia with ramp with Rami. Um, he won and then got back to work and we didn't really get to see much of him, um, which is fine. But I liked, I like a Mr. Olympia that represents sport and is very positive and is, you know, like, like Lee Haney was one of those, right? Yes. Like he's so very Jay. similar. I yeah. love Jay Cutler. Like, yeah, very similar, you know, like doing things, uh, going out to the community, um, spreading light on bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. I, that's the type of Mr. Olympia. Cause you're the top of the top, like you're the top of the food chain. Um, right. so we want to see that type of stuff, um, and, and hear your story and make, and hear you be personable. And I think that Brandon has a lot of that. Cause he does, he is a family man. He has his own, um, he, he does a lot for the community. And right. so I liked that about him, but who knows, like, who knows, you know? Exactly. And then Chris Bum said, just a demigod, <laughs> like we just, just, and his speech too, his speech, just yes. awesome. Like yes. I was watching it. I was watching it with Tony and I was like, see, I was like, I bet, or he was like, see, I bet everyone that had had because you know, Miss Bikini Olympia went, had already been, what? No, no, no. Bikini came after Classic, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So uh, Physique had already come. Like everyone, there was a bunch of Olympias that had already been announced and none of them talked about like George Peterson. None of them. And I'm sure like, they were like, damn it. Why did I like <laughs> Right. Like looking back, they're like, shit. Shit. Why did I do it? I was just, but anyway, like, I just like, when he started talking about how he had his, his hard moments, I looked over at Tony and I was like, see, that's why people fuck with him. 
like that's why people like Chris Bumstead. Um, he might have had like so, like to pave his way a little bit, but like at the end of the day, like that man is a golden boy. Like he he does all the he said he does and says all the right things by just being himself. Like right. he doesn't have to be anyone else, and I love that about him. He's exactly. awesome. Yeah. Exactly. And then like, also this was the first time wellness was at the Olympia, correct? Like this was like the first time. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Like that was a beautiful division. Like, I mean, it was also nice to see like, just, I don't know, like wellness is such a beautiful decision division that it's almost like breathtaking because like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's not big bikini. It's their own criteria. Absolutely. And it was actually kind of nice to see that bikini I think was rewarded a little bit better because there were some girls with some fucking glutes, right. In bikini, but like that wasn't rewarded. It was the whole entire package, which is why like Jen got it. And I think Jen looked just beautiful. I mean, streamlined, very balanced, very balanced. Um, and not too lean. Mm -mm. I think Issa is doing too much with the leanness. I think that's why she's not getting higher placings now. Cause like, she's just, they're not, I think they're really trying to move away from um, getting bikini girls too lean. Uh, And Issa, she's got a beautiful body, um, but she comes in very lean, especially in the midsection. Her waist is very tiny. Even in when she won um, in previous in the previous years, her waist wasn't as uh, as grainy as it is now, I, I would say. And I think that that's what's giving her uh, lower placings. Um, as far as Ashley, Ashley's always the goat to me. Like she's her, her structure is good, but she's also coming in a little bit hard. Like yeah, you can tell by like the back pose, especially because like, obviously you have to like yeah. kind of push to get the glutes coming in, mm-hmm. but like Jen, like just, she was just it. And yeah. like, I'm just really glad to see that that was being rewarded because like the judging criteria is very clear. And I'm glad to see that the judges are like still sticking with their guns, not being like, Oh no, well now we want like extra crispy glutes because then you're kind of getting more into wellness and like definite. Well, they're trying to differentiate, right. The, now that there's a criteria for wellness there, it's, it's enhancing what they're actually asking for in bikini. Right. Right. So I'm glad they're sticking with that. So now there has to be a clear distinction. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I think, I mean, wellness is, a, is, is awesome. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see where the division is taken, especially as the girls change, because, you know, the divisions always start one way and they become something else. Like yeah. if you look at bikini, when it first started, like right. <laughs> those girls were just like, I understand. And I, I understand why people were upset when bikini was a thing when it first started, because, Oh yeah. Like especially the women bodybuilding. Oh yeah. yeah they, were, they were like, what the fuck? Like they right. it was like, what the fuck is this? Like, and now you look at bikini girls and it's like, that's impressive. Like, yeah. because they have to, they have to have shape. They have to have symmetry. They have to have, they have to make sure they're not too lean. They have to do a lot of carb manipulation, um, water manipulation, and they, they work hard. And so, um, like I was just, I, I, yeah. I hate that I'm still talking about him, but like, I was just telling Tony, I was trying to like convince him cause I used to be in bikini. Right. So I was telling him like, those girls work hard. Like, cause he's super hardcore bodybuilding, super hardcore bodybuilder, super hardcore. Like I only want to see the open and I only want to see the women's bodybuilding. Like that's, he's old school. And I had, and I had to tell him like, those girls work fucking hard though. Like, and I was telling him some of the things that I had to go through 
And yeah. um, I was like, on top of that, like those girls don't eat. Like when they get low, they get low. Right. Um, and then and Queen so, Sid. Oof. Oh, like you can't even, we don't even need to talk about figure because mm-hmm. she just demolished her. She just walked out and we were, I was like. Her posing, like it's almost like it's slow motion. It's, it's not, it's real time, but it's like, it's, you just can't help but gawk. I feel like that's, you know what? Cause that girl, Natalia, that once placing second, she's creeping up on Sid. She is, she just needs more quads and she'll, she'll be a formidable candidate like for Miss Olympia. For sure. But what distinguishes everyone else uh, from Sydney is her posing. Yep. Like none of them can move like her. Mm-mm. None of them try to move like her. Um, and she's just like flawless in every single every single motion that she has, like, I think the, the announcers were saying, um, she looks soft as she's moving, but as she poses, she has that hardness that figure has. Right. So she's displaying like this idea of like femininity and, and also, I don't, I don't know if you would use the term masculinity, but like muscularity, um, that creates like this very like strong looking woman, but also very beautiful at the same time. And she's like, perfect. Um, she's perfect for the division, which is why she's so dominant and why she's the fifth. Like she's won five titles at this point. Right. So, right. And then I do want to pay a little bit of homage to um, Ashley Jones and Justin Mahaley. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the most honorable thing that they did pulling Ashley out for her health mm-hmm. that like, I, you know, I was heartbroken for her because obviously like we both follow her and we follow him and we were like getting really psyched. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they pulled her out for her health and to put her health first, like, that made my heart like just so happy because of everything that's happening in bodybuilding that like, I really think that like, that was just amazing for what they did. Like I was devastated for them because I know how hard they worked, but I was so happy that just, again, they were like, Hey, we're not in a good spot mm-hmm. next year. Like I thought that was just inspiring as hell. Yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day, health first, right. Mm-hmm. Health first. Um, if you're not putting your health first, you're not going to, you're not going to do the, do as well as you'd like, right? right? Like bodybuilding is not healthy. They said it, it's not a healthy sport. You can only do so much. You can only do so much to be healthy. Um, and doing things like that, like pulling out when you know you need to and, um, mitigating stress and making sure health is in line before you push someone like that is the best thing to do. Agreed. Um, so I think like all the, I bet they were excited, you know, and, you know, even watching that video of them crying was just like, damn. <laughs> oh, I know. Like I had to like take a moment in that in the morning when yeah. I watched that. Cause like I saw they had an announcement and when I saw like, they weren't like in different clothes, I was like, oh shit, this isn't a good video. And then I watched it and I was like almost tearing up because like, I, you know, I watched their journey. Cause like, I really enjoy Ashley Jones. Like, I think she's just yeah. such a beautiful person inside it out. Like her physique, mm-hmm. oh, like it's I mean, just her posing breathtaking. is immaculate. Yes. Her posing is she's very good at posing like yes. very good um and i enjoy like i've watched her videos of her posing on stage over and over and over mm-hmm. again and just like been met, like captivated like and mesmerized yep. um and so i she's she'll make it again that's, oh, 100%. that's a great that's a great thing about it is that there this isn't the end for them um and they will get there again and she'll be a hundred times better and if you think she's already incredible now, imagine what she will be, right? Like exactly. with more time and, and her health in check. And like, I feel this similar about the fact that I pulled out of prep this year, 
right? Like, yeah, yeah like, of course, like I would have killed it, but um, yeah, it just wasn't my time. But now on the positive side, I have all this time to still grow and all this time to, to, to create a completely different physique than what I thought I was going to have. And um, now, you know, pushing forward, I'll do better later. And yep. it's the same thing for her and same thing for them. So exactly. that's good. Exactly. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to our 15th episode. We really appreciate you guys just, you know, supporting us, always tagging us in like our stories and stuff like that, commenting on posts. So we really appreciate you guys and we'll see you guys next week. See ya.